Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. It is Sunday, it is match day. Arsenal versus Manchester United kicking off in just a few hours' time at the Emirates. I'm heading there pretty much as soon as I've done this video. As you can see, all decked out, ready to go. Cannot wait, sitting in my proper seats next to my dad. Looking forward to this, heading to the Tollington before the game. Uh, so, yeah, if you're in around the Tollington, having a couple of pints, come over and say hello. Really looking forward to this one. Big, big match. Always is Arsenal versus Manchester United. It doesn't get much bigger, does it? If you're my age, you kind of... Grew up on this rivalry and the intensity of it. Pretty much the best rivalry of Premier League era, I would say, 100%. I'm sure some other people might disagree. Manchester City and Liverpool fans, perhaps. But for me, this is the rivalry of the Premier League. And the greatest era of the Premier League is when these two top teams were fighting out year after year for the league title. Um, so, yeah, plenty to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty brief, though, because, as, as you can see, I'm ready to pretty much make my, up to the, make my way up to the ground. So I want to get going. Um, but there is stuff to talk about. And of course, one big thing to talk about uh, at the moment, and that is Thomas Party. Um, now, <laughs> this is an interesting one. Arsenal, how do we, well, Thomas Party got injured basically in training. And um, Arsenal have been doing their best to keep him under wraps. Uh, even their brilliant uh, decision to put the pictures up on the website yesterday saying it was yesterday's training and you could see Thomas Partey in, in the background. Obviously, it was a big ruse to try to throw Manchester United off the sense. Rumours had been circulating on social media for 24 hours or so. I had been checking it out. Um, it was tough to nail down exactly what had happened, but it was clear um, sort of overnight on Friday into Saturday that Thomas Partey had suffered some sort of an injury, either to his groin, I was told, and then I was told to his quad and die it's like it's it basically it seems like it's definitely a muscular injury but I'm not exactly 100% sure 
Ghana then released an, an announcement yesterday when they announced their squad, which I know for well that Arsenal will not be happy with because obviously they're trying to keep things under wraps, head of such a big game, don't want to give Manchester United any sort of advantage knowing who's going to be starting and who's not. But then Ghana went and released that Thomas Partey has sustained a groin injury during training on Thursday, currently unavailable as doctors predict he'll be out for a couple of weeks. Um, so that sort of put it out very much into the public domain then that Thomas Partey was injured. Now there's, I've been hearing different levels of, you know, how bad this injury is. I've had real sort of nightmare scenario um, predictions from some people saying it's a really bad injury. I've heard, you know, he's out for months. And then speaking to people close to Thomas Partey, they're trying to play it down a bit more and say, look, let's just wait and see. We've got to find out what's, you know, over the next couple of days when we've had assessments and all that, exactly how bad this one is is if it's bad at all you know some you know as here you know Arsenal or Ghana clearly believe it's just going to be a couple of weeks and that's from information they've had from Arsenal we'll see what Mikel Arteta says after the game so whatever it is he's not going to play today that is pretty obvious and we'll wait and see when he's back now if this is a long-term injury for Thomas Partey which we hope it's not but if it is then you know it's pretty much a big disaster for Arsenal put it that way and they already look pretty light in terms of their squad the fact this kind of happened as well before the transfer deadline is only going to frustrate people even more at the fact that Arsenal didn't look to bring in any more sort of cover before Friday 11pm you know if it's only a couple of weeks and he's back pretty soon after the international break then it doesn't you know it's not overly a big deal um, I'm not even 100% sure he would have started today anyway even if he was fit obviously started for the first three games but I did feel like this could be with Zinchenko coming back the first time we see Ben White switched over to right back um, and then I wasn't sure if there was going to be space in the field for Thomas Partey in this game because it could easily have just been Declan Rice and then Havertz and Odegaard in the midfield three. So, you know, if it's only a couple of weeks, I don't think it's a disaster. If it's more than that and it turns into a long-term thing, then, yeah, obviously it's awful news for Arsenal um, and just what they didn't want. And it's certainly going to increase scrutiny on Arsenal's lack of incomings ahead of Friday's transfer deadline, uh, considering they would have been aware of this injury before that deadline and yet they still didn't do anything now the thing with Arsenal they don't panic we've seen that in previous transfer windows they won't go out and just buy someone or sign someone just for the sake of it but I think this would be more if this was a serious one given how light Arsenal are particularly in defence anyway you know I don't think it's the case of just for a sake of it I think it's in this there was the way it certainly feels like there was a little bit of a necessity and they haven't done that and they've left themselves open to the criticism now so we shall wait and see. But um, yeah, a frustrating one for Thomas Partey. There's one for a, c- a couple of comments on it. One from here from Money Subsidy. Thomas Partey injury is non-contact muscular injury. It brings into light my main concern of him playing at right back. Injury risk due to different physical demands, specifically sprinting, uh, quantity, distance, intensity, and one-on-one play, change direction, acceleration, deceleration. Arsenal's fitness staff would have tailored his um, S&C for this, but it takes time to adapt. Case in point, Ben White, who's extremely physically robust, still dealt with... Um, right knee and hamstring injuries last season after making the switch further party was clearly fatigued tail end last season having to cover more ground with Saliba and holding in bigger fitness gap to Brad Arteta bluff so yeah he money money subs here isn't too happy if this injury which it does appear to be a non-contact muscular injury um and he, he's kind of putting the blame there on Thomas Party playing it right back and it's a fair point you know I think all of us um, when we've seen Thomas Partey sort of trying to keep up with a pacey winger down the wing in his, his right back role, all of us are just like, oh my god, oh my god, it's going to his thigh is going to go, his thigh is going to go, because we've seen it so many times before with Thomas Partey. He's not the most robust of players, certainly he hasn't been since he's been at Arsenal anyway. Uh, and playing right back potentially that does put his body under more physical demands. Um, 
so yeah, I, mean, I think it's a fair point, one hundred percent. If I, you know, you kind of look at it and think that maybe uh, this been a bit of a rod for his own back that Artesta has made by playing him there. But you know, if you can't play a player in a position you want to play him in because your fear is fitness, I think that says a little bit more about the player in a way as well because he's just like, well, you know, if you're a top elite sportsman and football player playing for Arsenal, you want to be able to play in whatever position the coach wants you to play in, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I can absolutely see that. I think there are certainly questions for maybe Mikel to answer there, but um, I, I think it's pretty hard to lay so- solely the blame on that. But thanks for your question. Brandon here says, do we now see Elneny playing at right back? Seriously, though, now the party is potentially sidelined for three months. Again, we don't know that yet, so wait and see. Does Gabriel get back in the team with Rice, Havertz and Odegaard midfield? Eddie's in form with Gabriel Jesus returning from injury. We've got options up top, allowing Havertz Vieira to get more time in the number eight role. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be interesting to see what Mikel does today. There's some big um, decisions for him to make in terms of the starting lineup. The fact that party is out, you know, almost makes one of those decisions for him. You know, before that, he was probably going to have to think, do I stick with the, right, with the party a right back thing or do I bring Ben White back in? I think now that Thomas Party's out, then... It's just a given. I'd be stunned if Ben White isn't a right back today. Really, really surprised if he's not. But then you've got other questions. What do you do then? Does Gabriel come back in to play alongside William Sleeber at centre-back? Gabriel's not really started the game yet this season. Do you play Kivior there uh, if he's more sort of physically ready than um, than Gabriel rather than uh, put Kivior in at left-sided centre-back alongside William Saliba? Does Zinchenko come back in if fit? I'd imagine Zinchenko certainly does. I think Gabriel would get the nod ahead of Kivior. Um, at centre-back, I'd be very surprised if he's not, but I've been surprised many times so far by Arteta's starting lineup so far this season. And then you've got the, you know, what do you do with Kai Havertz? Do you keep him in the team? Do you take him out the firing line a little bit? Or do you try and play him, you know, hope that you can play him in a game of this sort of magnitude? He plays well, does something really important, scores a goal, and suddenly, bang, that confidence is there. And Kai Havertz can really kick on from that point. So it's big decisions to make. And then you've got up front as well, you know, what do you do with um, Eddie and Ketia? Didn't start him in the last game um, against Fulham. Came off the bench, scored a goal. He's second in three games. He's played really well, I think, so far this season. He's just got the England call-up, but Gabriel Jesus is back. Jesus hasn't started a game yet. Now, this is a predicted 11 that I have gone for for today. Again, this is just a predicted 11. It's not based on any knowledge I have. This is just what I think right now that Mikel will look to do. So I've gone with, obviously, Ramsdale, I think, will keep his place in goal. I don't think we'll see David Raya come in just yet. And I'm going to go with a back four of the back four that we all kind of know and are accustomed to, and I think we all pretty much want, which is Zinchenko at left-back, Gabriel and Saliba as the two centre-backs, and then Ben White restored once again to that right-back role. And then I'm going to have Declan Rice playing in the holding role in midfield ahead of him. I think he'll probably stick with Kai Havertz. I think if Partey had been fit, then maybe there was a decision to make there. You know, do you go with Rice and Partey in the midfield three? But the fact he's not, even though Vieira plays well, and I think has a very strong case to be rewarded for a starting spot today. Um, I've got a feeling he might well stick with Kai Havertz now, mainly w- with that party absence, just to sort of add a little bit more physicality to that midfield against the, uh, to go up against the likes of Casemiro and, and everyone like that. So my midfield three are Declan Rice, Kai Havertz and Martin Odegaard. And then I'm going to go with Martinelli and Saka, obviously, as the two wide men. And then I'm, I think Eddie Nketiah comes back in. I think he gets a nod ahead of Gabriel Jesus, just because of his form, just because of how sharp he is just because of his confidence levels. You know, Eddie will be brimming with confidence right now, especially after what happened last weekend and then getting the sort of call up by England as well. You know, he's going to feel top of the world right now with Ian Kettier. So I think he gets a nod uh, and we'll start today. So once again, there's my starting 11, predicted starting 11, just predicted, 
Not no inside knowledge. This is just what I think Mikel will do. I'm going to go Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Rice, Odegaard, Havertz, Saka, Martinelli, and Eddie in Ketia. Okay, a couple of comments. Actually, I think this is the last one I've got now. Casey Lundy says, don't have a good feeling for the United game today, Charles. We are horrendous at home and concede far too many and our tactics, our tactics are all over the place. That's not the way to approach a big game like that. It should be all up. I am. I can't wait. I'm buzzing to get down to the Emirates today. Um, and when you say, look, our home form's horrendous, I don't think that's, a, that's pushing it a little bit. I think Arsenal only lost two games in the league at home last season. I thought they you know, they started this season with a win against Forest. They should have beaten Fulham comfortably last weekend. Play that game nine times out of ten. They do win that game comfortably given the chances they created and how much they limited Fulham to chances. It was just one of those weird afternoons, that one. Um, and also, Man United, you said Arsenal's home form is horrendous. Man United's away form is awful, especially against the top six. Absolutely dreadful record under Ten Hag uh, away from home at the top six. They've already got beaten by Tottenham this season. Uh, in North London as well. So I don't think there's anything to fear from Manchester United today. It's a big game. I think both teams go into it under a little bit of pressure because of the starts to the season they've had. You know, I think I'm not Arsenal got seven points for nine. It's not been a dreadful one. Even United have picked up uh, a couple of wins as well, but they've been far from convincing, kind of similar to Arsenal. So it's two teams I think have got a little bit of questions to answer in terms of where they are right now at the start of the season. But yeah, I wouldn't be, you know, I should be looking forward to this one. It's a massive game. This is what it's all about. I can't wait to get down the Emirates and feel that atmosphere a little bit later on today. And hopefully Arsenal can really kickstart things. I'm not going to do predictions. You know, I don't like doing predictions, so I'm not going to do one. Um, but I'm just really looking forward to seeing what Arsenal can produce. And if they can really kick into gear today, put on a performance, put on a show, pick up a result that just silences the little some of the doubters that are creeping in. Um, I think we can all kick on from here and go into international break. Very, very happy indeed with the start that Arsenal have enjoyed. All right, that's it for me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening to this around the world. If you are heading up to the Emirates today, enjoy it. Sing loud. Back the boys. Hopefully we can get the atmosphere that we needed that, pink, that could uh, bring the three points. And like you said, if you're in and around the sort of Tollington area for the game, I will pop in there a little bit later on today. Going to meet a couple of people before the game for a drink. So come over, say hello. And uh, yeah, let's talk Arsenal in the Tollington. Have a great day, everyone. Speak to you very, very soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 